back to the Sweaters Club, guys. As always, I'm your host, Mikey Moore. 2023 has been a massive year for the local scene and beyond, and I figured it was time for our yearly recap show. It might seem a bit early given it's still November, but the birth of my first child is just around the corner, so I figured I'd get this out before life gets a bit too crazy. Anyway, I'm joined by my good mates Trent, Mitch, and Hayden from Not Quite Midnight on 3MDR, and we dissect the year that's been give our favorite releases and shows, and also bring back the always controversial Overrated Underrated. We had a lot of fun and hope you enjoy. Listen in. Okay, welcome back to the Sweaters Club, guys. Now, I know it's only November, but we thought it was time for our annual review show. And uh, putting 2023 under the microscope with me again is the three musketeers from our favorite radio show, Not Quite Midnight, Trent, Hayden, and Mitch. How are you, fellas? You're not sick of uh, us yet, Mikey. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised we got invited back. I thought you'd be sick of me. I'm surprised we got invited back. <laughs> no, it's always a pleasure to chat with you guys. Do I do I need a beer? We need to cover our homes. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> is that, actually. Is that allowed? I don't know, last time you were you and you were around somewhere where Mikey was drinking beer, you know, wasn't that great? First time we were drinking with Mikey with beer was great. We we're in the back of the car on the way home from the ball <laughs> yesterday, best. <laughs> oh yes, good times. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that story a bit later. It's going <laughs> to tie tie well into to one of the topics I've got coming oh, up. So <laughs> stay tuned. So how are things going at the station for you guys? Yeah, good, really good. Um. We took a week off last week, but we're back in it this week. It's going to be a, a huge, oh. huge, show. a lot a bunch of catch great up stuff on. came out too. Yeah, nice. And so, if you guys take a week off, what happens? Do they sort of just like do a pre-recorded show? The automated just- system will kick in after the last show. Hopefully, just plays yeah. random music. Yeah, La- Larry Liebird kicks in, and he just plays <laughs> random stuff. Hopefully, yeah. some heavy stuff in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> 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 how many in behind Crimson Eyes is about the equivalent, like the, <laughs> a lot of it. It's funny, yeah. I. I think I had at least three, two or three people tell me, like, it's weird that you're not on Sunday night. Like, what, what do I do tonight? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> go to bed, get some sleep. People listen to us live that we're yes. not friends with. <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah. Well, oh, I guess. I mean, Jed counts as both, but um, oh, true, true. That's you know, point. People had said, oh, geez, like, I didn't, I don't know what to do on my Sunday night. Like, you guys went on. I'm like, oh, I don't know, read a book, get some sleep early. I mean, it's Sunday, like, whatever. That'll teach you. We can't always be around for you. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough, boys. Well, um, yeah, I'm really stoked to have you guys back for the annual review. Uh, got another really big year of uh, music, music news, gigs, festivals, all that. Um, it's been huge, actually. I sort of was like going through all the the news stuff on like various websites, and I thought, wow, like a lot of shit has happened this year. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty lucky. Like we had a fair few festivals. We've always been up and down the last few years of being spoiled. Then oh, we go get this again and then spoiled again. And I mean, we've got a lot of stuff still around, which is good. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Well, let's get to it. Um, I've got a bunch of headlines here that we're going to talk about, and I just want to get your your fresh reactions to them. But um, so Blink-182 reunion and the new album. Um, I know yeah. everyone has been very excited for the return of Tom. And, except um, me. Except, except <laughs> you, Trent. Meh. There you go. That's is, my answer. Yeah. Is, yeah. That you, is that you overrated? <laughs> no, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when you heard the news, because obviously everyone, there's a lot of nostalgia tied up in Blink-182 for, for you know, people our age. I mean, we're getting on now. That can be the theme of 
of tonight's show, Getting Old. But, um, sorry, Mitch. Yeah, sorry, Mitch. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm too young for this conversation. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Classic Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch uh, 19 now, I think, which is... Uh, <laughs> finally got a legally finally drink. Got a, finally got a big person job. Yeah. <laughs> and a big person license. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, nice. So just in regards to the news that Tom was coming back, um, how did you guys react to that? Because it's a big deal. It, well, for me personally, when I first heard, I thought it was pretty cool, but I thought Matt Schieber did a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, I don't know. It was, I think initially the nostalgia point of it was exciting, but then I was like, where did they go from here? Then they released that song and you're like, oh, okay. Hmm. Well, at least the old songs will sound good again, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the, there's That's an evolution. Good. Like I, I, I felt I liked the song in a sense of nostalgia point and the, the meaning lyrics and stuff between with some of them were kind of cool, but I don't know. I think we just, I hyped myself up so much for it. I just was kind of let down a little bit. Yeah. I think that especially when edging came out, like I, I felt like there was this massive, like nostalgia baiting part of the song in that it's like, Oh, oh you yeah. know, it's about edging and, and, you know, it's funny. We tell dick jokes again and like, you know, <laughs> the old blink is back and, and then like the album comes out and it's almost like sort of, I mean, there's, there's skits like there is every other blink album, but it's sort of quite different from the rest of the record. So I, I, I sort of felt like they did a bit of a bait and switch. <laughs> Are you surprised? No, I'm not. I shouldn't be. Uh, I sort of thought like Tom's, you know, if he does come back, they're going to do like an extension of the self-titled album where it's, you know, it's all mature now. They're, they're done with the dick jokes. But um, yeah, I don't know. How, how did you guys feel about edging and the album as a whole, if you've listened to it? I didn't listen to it. <laughs> not a blank guy? <laughs> no. I think I listened to one of those one of those other songs they released before it came out. And I'm like, um, excuse me, where's the guitar? I'd like some the guitar in the song, please. And oh, less auto-tune. There was issues yeah. with some of their other albums, so with Maskeeva, that was a bit like that as well, though. Mm. Oh, but this song doesn't, it's like full piano and shit. I was like, well, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> like, you, like Mikey said, yeah, it's, it's, oh my God, they're back. Yeah, sweet. It's like, you know, maybe a return to form and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, what the hell is this shit? Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it lived up to the expectation. The hype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people will just tell you it's good no matter what it is because it's blink and that's fine. But, you know, if you look at it sort of objectively, you're like, yeah, look, you know, compare it on the last album or even, you know, from other stuff. It's like, yeah, look, it's definitely not the strongest. Yeah. And not the, not the shit on it. It's not terrible music. It's just, like we said, the hype was so big that it was just not what yeah, we expected. Why. And I think it's sort of telling that it came out and then it sort of felt like within a week of it being released, it wasn't even being talked about anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like people were sort of afraid to to criticise Blink because they're such like an institution no. in music. And it's, I think that's more telling than people shitting on it because it's sort of not even getting a reaction. Like people yeah. sort of listened to it, sort of felt a few things and then just moved on. Yeah. I, I always thought if you showed the biggest respect, he's actually being honest about it. Like I've always been a big Blink fan, but I've personally liked some 41 more. <clears throat> not to say that Blink did set the path for a lot of bands and have had that, you know, staple point in uh, being icons in that that scene but mm-hmm. i i think showing respect to them, especially with this album is actually saying what you mean instead of hiding behind oh it's blink on a two yeah well that's a good segue into the next news item i've got here uh some 41 releasing one last album before disbanding <laughs> oh um, shit i forgot about that yeah, yeah. No, i, I, I yeah. forgot they're breaking up 
Oh, yeah. Fin- finally calling it quits. <laughs> it's like, eh, once again. <laughs> I-, I thought you that would make you laugh, Mikey. Yeah, we got to always get a never call it quits track in. To <laughs> never call it right. quits. Yeah. No, I, I mean, they've been going for ages. Strong with majority of the same lineup for, for the whole time. Dave Brownson left for, I think, one or two albums and then came back. So mm. they've, they've, and Steve, the original drummer, left, I think. Yeah, he's like uh, a real estate agent now or something. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> but it was it was not in it can hit um jump into the the lifespan of the band. It wasn't all that long ago either. So mm. but yeah. that was pretty sad. Yeah, and did you check out the single Landmines? I thought the video clip was funnier than I mean, you could hear it. I mean they they've matured, they're different. I think they know they can't produce like they used to, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming try and keep doing it. Still at their age, and that being they said, touring so much. Still, you look at it like Blink One Eight Two, and like over the years, they've changed a lot. I reckon yeah. Sum Forty One, they sort of started right, changed a little, but they still, I guess, they sort of a little bit, a little bit more consistent with their sound, whether you like it or not. They've it was more of an evolution. That sound, yeah, yeah. I think I, I sort of got off. Um, I loved that Underclass Hero album. And then after that, I think it was like Screaming Bloody Murder when they went like all sort of metal influenced. Uh, I sort of, they lost me a little bit. Not that I dislike the sound. I think it just wasn't the Sum 41 I remember. That that last album, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it was the album that Brown Sound came back and you can hear so much of the old Sum 41 because he was back and mm. with three guitars in, in the mix because they had three guitarists. See, there's the other thing. Why didn't Blink keep Matt Skiba around? Like, um, yeah, sort of where Brown Sound came back and they're like, oh, we got this guy that replaced you. Oh, he can stay too. It's like, <laughs> why didn't Blink do that? It would have been great. Which, Two guitars which is, live. Yeah, which is sweet. You just get double the solos for Sum 41 now. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'd have like a touring guitarist. You know, hidden, right? Like just playing it out. Yeah. No, I think it's a backing track. No, yeah. <sighs> because they had, it, right. they had it. They had it. I don't know if it was a year or so ago. Stand there was wave. one with, where they were playing live and Matt Skiba's singing. And in the background is Tom's backing vocals in the backing track. Oh, and, it, oh. and, it, and it is too loud. And like you're hearing Tom's whiny backing tracks over Matt Skiba singing. And, that, nice. and that's because they use these backing tracks now because that's where sort of the second guitar and that and all those other piano shit they put in now, though. So, I mean, I haven't seen them recently, but that's what I know they were doing because I remember that exact bit where you're just watching him go, oh, fucking hell, I can just hear Tom's thing. And it's like, you know, he hasn't been in the band for like five years and he just, yeah. Yeah, let, yeah. let Matt Skiba do it. <laughs> it's a good point. And, but, like, I guess Blink has never really been the best band live either. I don't know many people no. have had a great experience seeing them. So, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, moving on to festivals, uh, Good Things Festival, which sort of seems to be the last Yay. one standing out of all the. <laughs> I mean, I, that, yeah. yeah, I was telling you guys earlier in the week that I was laughing. I, I went back and listened to last year's episode, and we were sort of saying, oh, they're <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> yeah, like we we're so spoiled we've got download we've got night i don't know if night and day no, was in that discussion was that one, but but yeah, yeah we we're talking about sure. how there was almost too many and now there's like nothing again it's i mean yeah well they said we've got we've got not fest which who knows whether that's a yearly thing or anything that'll be waiting and seeing but like you said good things are sort of the the last one standing mm. but i i think i've noticed i was telling someone this the other day that I feel like there's going to be a bit of a shift in regards to how quote unquote festivals are now worked. Mm. If you look at, um, shit, who did it? 
There's a few. Uh, there's like a lot of those ones. Oh, we saw this the other day. The Alpha Wolf putting on that like cult fest one, yeah. where there's like ten bands and things like that. Um, I think Citizen release one. Even you'll see um, Incubus and Live are touring with like four or five other Aussie bands, and you've got um, Queens of the Stone Age doing the same thing. I feel like it's almost the mini festival will be a thing where yeah. it's like one place you know, but it starts in the afternoon and you see maybe five, six bands or something like that with your main big headliner that's sort of touring and things like that. I reckon we're going to see a lot more of that in the mm. in the year. Maybe I'll be wrong, but that's something I'm just looking at. I'm like, it's a little bit more cost effective. Um, you know, it's it's like just in one venue, it's a you know place that already has a stage, so to speak. So all your infrastructure is there and you're only got, you know, six, eight bands. So it's, it's you know, it keeps all your costs down and things like that though. So I reckon that could be a thing that we see coming though. There's less fatigue involved there too. Like point. people go to, especially people that aren't used to festivals have only gone to one or two. Um, by the end of the day, they're wrecked and we're wrecked as well. Yeah. Like mm. it's Plus a the whole long clashes, day to go from 10 stages. till midnight or even 10 till 10, like um, good things does. Yeah. And yeah, sure. like you don't have the best food there. It's mainly <laughs> alcohol. You're wrecked by the end of the day. Yeah. True. Whereas if you do a mini fest, five, six hours, yeah, it's good. Yeah, less clashes too, or usually no clashes really. You know, things yeah, like that's always good. Straight through it. Yeah, and I think sort of those bigger festivals, yeah, they're already like sort of doing the, themselves a disservice because they have to sort of cater to so many different crowds, and then it yep. bumps up the ticket price. And then by the time they announce the lineup, you're like, oh, I sort of like about like five bands, and I can take or leave the rest. Where I, I think that's exactly good things. Um. I wasn't going to go and then my parents bought me a ticket for Christmas, but I think there's maybe four or five bands that I would actually pay to see on that lineup. Mm. Surprisingly enough, though, it's selling really well. It's like 70, 80% sold out. 90% sold, I think. 90%. Like, that's ridiculous because considering it wasn't a bit of a, it was a warm response when it got announced, it's it's doing well. It's also because of the demographic of bands. There's a lot of, a few older style bands on there that I think it's drawing more crowd. Because I know- (laughs) <laughs> well, for, no, well, Friends of Rome have played a lot of those stuff, but you got, what is it, Jebediah playing? Jebediah's playing Eskimo yeah. Joe, I think. And Eskimo Joe. That's so it's, a weird it's, one, yeah. But mm. it's also adding that hard rock Aussie kind of old school guys and girls that would be going as opposed to just the new metal kids. Oh, that's right. I think it's a, bit, it's a bit more of a demographic this year than just the metalheads. Oh, it's very wide, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's why it was a warm response from our scene, but I've heard wider mixed reviews. Mm. Hmm. Well, I think you're onto something there, Trent, as well with the mini fests because the mini fest that we've just had announced this week. So, like your cult fest, your new bloom with Citizen, they seem like way more like uh, curated to a smaller audience. Yeah. And I feel like it's cheaper. It's less time on your feet. It's it's a probably a better way of doing things. To be honest, I- it's, it's a really long concert. It's not exactly a festival as such, but like it is a long concert. You know, you're getting good value, six, eight bands, something like that. Yeah. All a similar style. Like you say, it's very catered to like, here's Queens of the Stone Age and Spider-Mate and the chats and all this. And you're like, okay, cool. That all is your sort of similar enough as opposed to, you know, like you said, your, um, your good things is almost hitting the way of your big day out where it's broadening more and more and more. Mm. Are you guys going to go to any of the smaller ones? I know our music group is having a big discussion about going up to Brisbane for Cult Fest. Yeah. If if sleep, if um Crossfaith doesn't come to do a Melbourne show, then I'd probably consider maybe going up there. I don't know. 
Yeah, for sure. I think Coltfest is one that I've got my eye on. Uh, New Bloom as well. I'm a massive citizen guy. So um, I'm um, for those listening, I'm about to become a dad. So that might become a, yeah. a bit more tricky. Um, well, yeah. th- there's a reason I keep quiet because I've got to pick my battles when it comes to shows. <laughs> It's true, yeah. I think I'm going to have to learn to pick mine as well. I'm going to have to, you know, stock up the favours, you know, with the misses sort of thing. Absentee father the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, pe- people serve for the country and are gone for ages. You just serve into, you know, your livelihood and going on. To are you, defend- are you defending pop punk? Is that what you have to do every weekend? <laughs> I'm, not- pop punk. I'm not Liam. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... um. Yeah, I don't think I, I've never really been like the biggest pop punk guy, despite only ever seeing him in pop punk bands. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, well, um, yeah, Cult Fest would be amazing. Um, New Bloom, I'm sure there's more to come as well. We're just entering in into summer, so I'm sure there'll be something coming up. Hoping, and this is a long shot, but uh, maybe another Unify on the record. Who knows? Ugh. What do you think? Don't call it Unify. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. okay with it. I'm with you. I think it's not quite the same. And I sort of, there's probably like maybe a bit of a sour taste in some people's mouths about like the refund situation. So maybe like a rebranding completely yep. is the best way to go. Definitely. Awesome. So uh, another thing that came up in the news recently, and I was completely caught off guard out by this, but. So Mike Shinoda is in for the Big Sound. Is it Big Sound? Is that what it yeah, was? The big yeah, Sound. Yeah. yeah, and out of nowhere, we get a live video with him <laughs> joined by members of Between You and Me, Stan Atlantic, and Polarist. Yeah, um, yeah how, how good. <laughs> I was just blown away because, like, obviously we we all know, we would all know Bassie from, you know, Between You and Me. He's someone who's just been around forever, and I'm just – I'm. I look at the video and I just see him standing in the background. I hadn't even read the description of the video and I was like, no fucking way. That's Bassie. So um, yeah. How cool is that? That's um, probably great publicity. Uh, What would you guys give to play a song or two with Mike Shinoda? Never happened because I can't play music. (laughs) Well, you could mix the song. How about that? Yeah, I'll mix it. I don't know. That's it's a hard. It'd be pretty surreal. Like you can see them; they're they're having a lot of fun in that video clip too. Like it's just like I'm singing this Lincoln Park song next to Mike Shinoda, and like the look on their faces is just like this is amazing. Mm. It'd be so hard. Like I know I'm. I'd, I'd take all my efforts not to just fanboy or lose my shit. Mm, absolutely not, not even playing or mixing or being part of the stage crew for that song though like just being in that audience would have been such oh, a surreal experience yeah he's the king it's like you know my 12 year old self or whatever age i got into lincoln park that was you know i, that, I could feel that that nostalgia just looking at him great um, great great three or four mike you listening to in the end yeah, absolutely. Wallet <laughs> chain, spiked hair, you know. <laughs> there is not many people in the scene at all that could say has influenced every single person or just about every single person that yeah. listens to the genres that we listen to and talk about and play. Yeah. And like to be there to see that happen with staples of the Australian music scene. Mm. Not only in, uh, in different genres, but in different age demographics as well. That they've lasted. That I think they've done better than Blink in that regards of te- showing the test of time and their length, longevity. Oh yeah, for sure. 
And can you can you imagine being one of those guys just opening up your your Gmail and there's an email saying, "Hey, uh, <laughs> you want to uh, play with Mike Shinoda of Lincoln Park?" Like I was trying to like imagine that feeling. Sorry, I would think know, it was fate. Yeah, true. Is this you? What? <laughs> you know, pretending like Josh and us. Like pretending you're Mark Shinoda, just trying to get a laugh out of it. No, 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 Mark Shinoda. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he seems like a really down-to-earth, friendly guy as well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, like, it would have been a really pleasant experience and not one of those, like, never-meet-your-heroes moments. Um, <laughs> like, you want to talk about, like, uh, what do you call it, like, 10-year-old you or whatever, listening to, like, meeting Mark Shinoda and stuff like that. I always say about a few things, especially, like, we've had... um. Sean from Anaskeptic on our show a couple of mm. times and we well, were and stuff like that. And he's sort of a friend. And it's like, if like 13 year old me who, you know, goes down to the EVs and watch this guy who then, you know, their, their band became big, knew that I was just going to be sitting around just, you know, hanging out Talking, with this dude, having yeah. chats about this stuff. I'm like, you just wouldn't believe it. Mm. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Well, congrats to those guys. That's a, a huge achievement. Uh, yeah. Great, great for the bucket list. If anyone had played with Mike Shinoda on their bucket <laughs> list as something that was even possible, it's, uh, you know, incredible. So yeah, so stoked for those guys. Um, <clears throat> so moving into something a bit smaller, but uh, the state of the scene at the moment, um, we, we sort of just talked about things shifting, less of the big festivals, getting the rise of the mini fest, you know, things are sort of going back down to scale. Um, how do you guys feel about the state of the scene right now? I think it's a really good place at the moment. Like we've seen yeah. small to me- like medium level bands like Future Static, Earthcaller, go overseas, up. play massive yeah. shows. Yeah. And like, you know, all these little bands from Melbourne that we've seen around forever are really picking up momentum. And that is fucking sick to see. Yeah. Not only that, I think the scene, like, I, I live vicariously through you three a lot, but I, from my personal perspective, I think the scene's been stronger than it has been in years. Mm. Like, yeah, locally as well. Yeah, I think um, venues like Stay Gold seems to be, like, a really um, good size uh, for, for bands playing shows. I know probably a lot of the best shows I've been to recently have been to been at stay gold. Um, where they all are. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the place to be sort of like the heartbeat of the music scene at the moment, which is yeah. really nice. There's another one though that opened this year was the Bergy, uh, the Bergy band room, which is just up from stay gold. That room is awesome. Yeah. I haven't been, but it looks, it looks awesome. That's oh, a really is. good venue. It's perfectly sized. It's well sound treated lighting. The stage is good. The sound like it is, no, it's it's newly built and it was built right. Like they went, this is how we have to do it. This is where the bar goes. There's the space. There's the stage. Like it is really well done. Like it is, yeah, and it's good. It 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 fits a nice amount of people in it without being too like you know cramped. Mm, yeah, I think sort of it's probably like the first thing that's been like built for the purpose of being like a live music room, right? Like you you sort yep. of see a lot of like retrofitted spaces that are yes, sort of just. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll make, make it work. Yeah. yeah, that's that's his thing with the Bergie. They did, yeah, basically they they own the smaller place next door. They bought that building and then, yeah, basically just built a purpose-built room perfectly for it. That's why it can be, you know, the right dimensions and have all the right weight things. So it, it goes really well. Yeah, I've got to get out to a show there because I've been a bit slack recently. But um, we've just talked about some some cool gigs that have been on. Um, do you guys have a standout in your mind that's been your favourite? I wasn't sure how to answer this one, but the Gloom show that I went to last weekend was freaking insane. And I only yeah. got there for Gloom, in time for Gloom, but it just went off. Is that the Trinity? The Trinity, yeah. 
anniversary set one. Yeah, yeah basically yeah. the album launch, really. Mm. <laughs> Just right. you know, an, a year late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Late in yeah, well, I know. I my favorite for this year was one we were all at, and uh, <laughs> finally, finally yeah, finally enough. Um, we've got some some war stories from Hayden, but uh, mm, uh, when do talk, we not? We don't talk about Fire Club. You look like you were. Yeah, well, um, it was behind Crimson Eyes at Stay Gold. Um, yes. An incredible, I know, because I did an, an episode with Josh and we sort of did a deep dive on the band's history. That was, was b- before you go ahead. Sorry, Mikey. That was a yeah. fantastic interview, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. I was. I really enjoyed. It. I've listened to it a few times, actually. Ah, <laughs> oh, awesome. That's that's really nice to hear. Yeah, no, he was. Josh was, you know, so friendly and like sort of. You sort of got the feeling he was still nursing a few wounds from maybe the um, the end of that second album cycle. Yeah, um, yeah, super nice dude. And when we talked about the show, I was already going to go, but the, as soon as I, you know finished the interview with him i was just like i couldn't stop thinking about it. i was so excited and yeah they came out they delivered they played oh, like, heaps of old shit all, all the favorites and, yeah they were incredible and obviously great support acts as well uh, i was catholic guilt and Quarterform who yeah. killed it and there was sort of like this really cool feeling of like the uh the old generation versus the new you know there's a lot <laughs> of mixed ages I, I certainly felt old being there but um yeah, just a really fun show. And um, yeah, unfortunately, Hayden, I sort of, uh, Hayden, I was watching you in the pit. And talk about people of, try, try to relive their glory days or the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about Fight Club. Yeah. Well, I sort of, you disappeared in the crowd and, and I sort of saw people, <laughs> you know, making this little passage out to the door. I'm like, oh, someone's gotten hurt. And uh, <laughs> I see so. Mitch come back in. I'm like, was that Hayden? And he just shows me his arm. And uh, Mitch's arm yeah. is covered in Hayden's blood. So, <laughs> how many people? How many people were crowd surfing at this gig, Hayden? I wasn't trying to. Uh, yeah, exactly uh, zero actually, because you didn't even really get to. But no <laughs> one was. And some guys like, oh, I am so excited. Yeah, let's crowd surf. And everyone's like, no. <laughs> it wasn't even yeah. that bad. But still, the point was, it wasn't even a bad of a of a, a hurt. I just already had a cut on my head and just split open. Yikes. So. Yeah, it was yeah. nasty. I mean, it was badass. Cool story. It, it, looked wor- it looked worse than what it was. Anyway, yes, it was a very good show. Catholic Guilt were bloody amazing. I mm. always forget how good their harmonies are. Mm, absolutely. Killed it. Yeah, so that was probably my favorite gig of the year. Um, I hadn't been to to many this year. It's been a kind of a tricky year for me getting out to shows. But um, what about yourself, Trent? Well, I uh, worked out my whole total for the year, and I worked, went, or played 37 gigs this year. Holy which, crap. Which is, which is way less than last year because- Mind you, we, we, we I, always played a show a month almost. Yes, that too. That's like but my, at least my once a week. Did, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But my my big thing was this year is when I I think when we did this last year and it was like I had like sixty something you know gigs and festivals I was like shit that's a lot but like then we hadn't had gigs for like two years so I was kind of making up for it but I said yeah. look this year I'm gonna try and go to less and maybe try and do some other things and see friends and all that and work a bit more which I did but like still in the end I looked I'm like well that's thirty seven gigs that was pretty good and I realized the other night like ninety five percent of them are were local. Like I went and saw um, Silverstein the other night and I'm like, that was the first time I reckon I'd seen an international band since Knotfest, you know, and I saw Spirit yeah. Box and that's it. Everything like that's the only 
two international actual gigs I can say I went to, and the rest was all local bands and stuff like that. That's awesome, dude. But I reckon the one, the probably the one, and just for the I guess surrealness of it and how big it was, considering was Quarterform. They they debuted this year, and their first gig was basically a sold out show at Stay Gold. Yeah, like. Incredible. Yeah, like with Excuse for an Exit and oh, I can't remember the other band that was on beforehand. Oh, uh, Silk Village. Um, but yeah, like, like that, like for a band that's just like, here, we put one song out. Uh, we're going to do a gig at Stay Gold, you know, in a month or so. And to basically sell it out, it was so full. And they absolutely killed it for the like, first time ever. It's like, this, this, who was this band? They're just, this is their first gig ever. And boom, look at that. Like, huge. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, and I think, um, I don't know if it was Brenton from Catholic Guilt who said it, but he said that he's never seen a band sort of build up such an enormous hype to start off with and actually deliver on it. Um, mm. Definitely one of the really cool stories of this year is that band. And obviously we yep. all know Liam from his Disillusion days. And yep. Disillusion were fantastic, but it's sort of like he's he's taking next things level. to a next level. He, for seem, sure. he seems more comfortable in that role in this band, I think. Absolutely, Yeah. I just think the he's... four of them together just work really well, though. It's just sort of like, and they haven't then. It's not one of those, oh, we've been friends, childhood friends for years. It's sort of like they've only met each other like 12, 18 months ago sort of thing and then formed this band and this is it. It's not like, you know, one of those. So they've, they've gelled really well considering, I guess, the short time they've really known each other you know, personally. Yeah, for sure. I, I missed that show, unfortunately, but it was yeah, so everyone... good. Everyone keeps telling me stories and I'm, I'm devastated. I didn't, was, I didn't it was, make it, it down. It was packed. Couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is their first gig. Where do you go from there? <laughs> That's the hardest thing sometimes. I think the other major standout show for me was the um the baby metal show and seeing Relica, who was one oh. of my top bands last year, on mm. a massive stage. I think it was Margaret Court. Um and they just did not disappoint. Um they looked like maybe they they had a little bit too much space, but they worked with what they had and it was a really good set from them. Yeah, it's a good one. I, I think it, just uh, on top of that, um, seeing bands like The Beautiful Monument supporting Evanescence. Evanescence, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah, huge. Well, we talk about um, Future Static supporting Electric Callboy in like a week or two, whatever the hell it is. So Yeah, huge. yeah, just so many good local bands kicking goals and, and taking that next step. Um, it's sort of like a passing of the torch now where we're, we're really seeing those bands that are tomorrow's headliners. They're becoming today's headliners. You know, you know why? Terror to everyone yeah, else because Terra's gone. <laughs> that was my point. I'm like, you know why? Because Terra, RIP Terra, is gone. Now every other band can support a wall because it was that time where it was <laughs> just Terra all the time. Rest in peace, Terra. Great band. That, that was another good gig too. Um, so, Hayden, did we get a best gig from you? Um, yeah. No, actually, I think I was very similar to Mitch because me and Mitch went to the uh, Amity Silverstein show the day before Trent. But my head uh, highlight was actually Earthcaller. I haven't seen Earthcaller since Heavy AF where Nick, the lead singer of Jupiter Giant and the bass player for Earthcaller, started the show and ended the show that day. So going from then to now to see the evolution of Earthcaller and seeing it on a big stage at the forum was one of the greatest scenes and they killed it. I actually enjoyed Earthcaller more than Silverstein. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it who was, are you and what have you done with Hayden? Yeah. Like, I don't you, Jesus. Yeah, then that's that's what I thought it'd be cool, but yeah, it's it's it took the end of the year and 
you know, it was one of the best shows I've been to to date. Yeah, I, I think really um, Earthcall is one of those bands that we sort of forget has been around for a really long time and it's just really been later. slogging, you know, slogging away and, uh, yeah, definitely now hitting their stride. I mean, I remember I saw them play. It might have been uh, – it was in Nari Warren. I think it was that very short-lived oh. nightclub. Yep. Thing, uh, what was it called? Do you guys remember? Uh, oh, does, does, the Empire or yes, it was at Empire. I think was the yeah. club that it was at. But yeah, it was that one. Yeah. They basically would destroy all lines. Decided to try and make clubs, you know, there and Frankston and stuff like try, that. Try and try and do a bang type thing out that way. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, but they they were fantastic at that show. I think that was, was that make them suffer headlined or something. I, oh, really? I can't oh, remember. That would be I can't remember. It was it was. Years yeah, ago now, so we're talking yeah. like five years ago now. I think, but True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a good answer, Hayden. I think uh, Earthcaller are uh, definitely one of my favorites at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, they're probably my top rated uh, Australian band at the moment. I'm always going to be a big Making Suffer fan, no doubt. But considering that they're pretty local to us as well, it's cool to see the see the group just. Elevate to this level. Having Mystique mm. helped a lot, but they also made their own tracks on their own doing themselves. So, yeah, was really cool to see. Did Behind Crimson Eyes lose points because of the head injury? Is that no, not not <laughs> at all. Remember it. That's why. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I've 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 always loved Behind Crimson Eyes. I think that was good, but it's like it was amazing. But I expected it to be amazing. I had no doubt that they would kill it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was like, and and like seeing Nick play bass and go nuts was, come on, it's Nick. He's <laughs> he's, he's crazy motor mouth as the lead singer of Jupiter Giant. To see him singing and playing bass was pretty full on. And he's sideshow bob hair. And he's, but he he does it halfway through the set. He's all hat, you know, looking Takes cool. Off, so yeah. He's got this frizzy cool hair flapping about. Sick. Yeah, I think I've, I didn't actually know he had long hair. I, I've only ever seen him with the hat as well. Yeah. Neither did we. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you um it was different when I saw him the next night because I saw him afterwards. I said, Man, you had the hair fly and everything. He goes, Yeah, I washed it this morning. So when I saw him, it was extra <laughs> and it literally just looked like the big sideshow bob thing, which fit under just a baseball cap though. I was like, how the hell did that just fit all under there? Yeah, he was the same. I um I, I think I shot Mitch. I may have dropped uh two hundred bucks on Earth Color merch. Ooh. Did you buy that drum skin? Yes, he did. Oh, <laughs> I bought I bought it with him though. Was that like a signed thing or yeah, they yeah, just yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'll send you a picture later of it. Yeah, <laughs> please. Pretty sweet. Cool. But um, we, we we got there and we found a good spot for Earthcaller. I'm like, we're getting his attention and whatnot, and Mitch is kind of laughing. I couldn't help myself. I just yelled out, we love you, to Nick. <laughs> and it's like, he looks over at us and he's like, oh, God, it's those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. Now, that's all really good answers. I think we've been pretty blessed this year with with really good shows locally and and actual international visitors as well coming back uh it's really cool yeah well uh moving on uh i did send you guys a program and asked you to pick out five local releases that uh you've loved and that could be a single an ep or an album um did you guys want me to start with mine oh it's up to you man yeah well i'll start off with mine um so my this is sort of going to feel a bit like basic bitch like old guy you know, <laughs> picking the old guys sort of thing. But um, so my, uh, and this is in no particular order, but I'm going to start off with Trophy Eyes, Suicide and Sunshine. Incredible comeback album after, you know, sort of indicating we may not see them again. And it was sort of um, 
judging by the set at Unify, you know, they weren't really on their game. Uh, John seemed a bit, uh, you know, sort of going Wrong. through it a little bit. Yeah, he was didn't seem like he was in a good headspace. So I was sort of thinking, you know, maybe this is the end. And they even indicated as such when they were talking about uh, the promo of the album. They said, oh, you know, we were going to call it quits, but we decided to 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 make this record. And the end result is incredible. And probably my standout track has got to be Sean. Um, that song, I just put it on and I feel like the the world around me sort of stops and it, it's so raw and emotional. Um, just an incredible song and incredibly sad. But Sean is probably my top pick, but um, I feel like 95% of the songs on the album are just absolute bangers. Um, so, yeah, congrats to Trophy Eyes. I feel like we sort of take them for granted a little bit these days just because we've sort of been burnt a few times with some sometimes average live performances. But, uh, yeah, great album from them. Um, have you guys listened to that album? Uh, once no, or twice, got, yeah. I yeah. actually haven't listened to much of it after that. I might have to do a shot. Yeah, for sure. Definitely check it out. It's, it's probably like a, a good mix of uh, Chemical Miracle and American Dream. Um, sort of takes bits of both. Still some like harsh vocals in there, stuff like that as well. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, so my number two, and this this is a band that I sort of keep I keep forgetting they haven't broken up. And um, they, so this is Closure of Moscow's new album, Soft oh. Hell. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So. Oh, damn. I sort of, because I was, I liked Pink Lemonade, but it sort of wasn't what I ex- was expecting. Um, they sort of moved into more of a progressive rock direction than First Temple. Uh, oh, but First Temple. Yeah. This, this new album is, I mean, it's still sort of very in line with Pink Lemonade and there's some sort of flourishes of post-hardcore energy, but. Oh my god, so funky, so energetic and catchy. Um, every I've been running to it the last few nights, and it just it just puts me in such a great mood. Um, just so playful, so so fun to listen to, and yeah, just congrats to those guys. You know, nine years I believe since the release of Pink Lemonade, so oh, that's why we yeah. sort of forget they're still around because they sort of dip in and dip out. But yeah, incredible album, and uh, my pick from that would be Keeper of the Lake which sort of gives me sort of like Ghost of Twilight vibes, if you guys remember that song. No. No. Yeah. It's been a a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. You're definitely going old school. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we'll definitely check out the album because it's such a cool comeback. Um, So my number three. um, Now, I want to start this off by saying fuck CJ. Such a a dog-whistling prick. I can't stand him. But the the new album from Die Out is Murder, Godlike. It's so fucking hard. The uh, the new singer from uh, was a Virgin's Crown, I believe. Uh, was his name? That's about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tyler Miller. Um, I feel like he's as good, if not better, than CJ. Um, such a heavy album. Uh, there's it's just all killer, no filler. Not really any slow parts other than a song or two. But uh, the opening song, "Destroyer of Dreams." Oh my god, that gets me chubbed. <laughs> <laughs> The the interesting, I guess, story around that whole album, like you said, all the other the controversy, but the fact that it's like all that happened when they're about to release it, and then they went, "No, screw it, we're going to new singer, re-record all the vocals, like quick mm. as." I'm like, for a guy that basically got told, "Oh, you're now in the band, uh, here, sing all these vocals and do this." I don't know how <laughs> what the turnaround time was, but you know, considering that you know you work on albums for six nine months, and this guy just gets thrown in 
a month or so before. Like, yeah, cool. pretty much the deep end. Mm, yeah. yeah. Two super, well probably like one of the messier album release cycles I think I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I mean, I, it, if anything, it might have helped the album because there was a lot of, you know, publicity around, around it. it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's kind of fun. I almost, almost felt a little bad for CJ because I remember the morning of release. Or might, he might have been the day before. He he put up a link to his favorite song on the album, and he put the Spotify link, and he didn't even know he yes, wasn't on the song. On yeah, that's right, because they didn't tell him he got a place too. So messy, but Ouch. um, yeah. Look, I mean, we all. Well, I read the statement. I, I'm not sure if you read it, but it sounded like the relationship between those guys was going that way. Yeah. You know, before this controversy of of his comments sort of happened, so. Yeah, Destroyer of Dreams, definitely my pick of the album. Heavy as fuck. The double kicks on the album just oh, get me so G'd up. I love it. Um, have you guys listened to the record? Uh, I just forgot that was coming out. Oh. Well, definitely, definitely check it out. It's, it's like if you can think like Deathcore gone stadium. So probably, yeah. you know, not really like Lorna Shaw because it's not really orchestral elements. But um, yeah, just su- just a Deathcore album made for the big stages. Um, so my next pick, pick number four, is Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space are sort of a, I guess, a black metal band um, from Australia. Um, they were sort of really quite big. Well, when I say quite big, they they were quite popular overseas, um, and they sort of uh, disappeared for a bit, and they've come back with this EP. Uh, so heavy, uh, so it's got that claustrophobic and haunting sort of sound. I love them for, but. Um, yeah, unveiling the palace truth. Really good EP within his wretched tomb is probably my pick of the album. Uh, really heavy. Something that's you know, if I'm ever in a really shitty mood, it's definitely an EP I'd put on. So, be my recommendation for you guys as well. Have you guys heard of Dead Space before? I've heard the name, but I don't think I've heard much of them. Yeah, definitely check them out. I, I will cue it up. You know, I like my heavy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah, definitely give it a go. And uh, my last one uh, for something completely different, uh, Thornhill's Viper Room. My God. Oh, how good, how good is that? Yeah. Um, it almost made it into my list, but there's way too many other good stuff. That's such a good, good, good release. Yeah, I, I sort of feel like these annual review shows will sort of just be me simping on Thornhill because I know I had Thornhill's Heroin as my my album of the of the year last year. But, um, yeah. Which, the, you, know, you do like to get horny for Thornhill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So good. Um, the just the, the growth of that band. I mean, there's a few comments I see online about people upset they don't sound like Dark Pool or Butterfly anymore, but um I sort of, got to evolve. Yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like they're not it's quite different from their old stuff, but it's still recognizably them. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not too dramatic of a change where you don't go, Oh, who's this and not realize it's a band you listen to like two songs ago. Mm, yeah, and that they lean more into that sort of Muse, supermassive yeah. black hole sound. But I mean, yeah. that cover was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, such a cool song. I I assume they're writing for a new album. I don't know. They haven't really said. Uh, they've sort of been doing a lot more on the merch side of things recently. But um, yeah, Who just they a really think they cool are song. without belief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the song? I like it. Um, I really, I really. I'm not like super into Thornhill. I'll listen to them, but they're not a band that I'll go out and you know actively 
put on. You, if it comes on, I'll enjoy you're it. You're not horny for thorny. Correct. Now I'm going oh. to die. Oh no! <laughs> I'm going to come to. Oh, I'm going to have to beat that out. I've just doxed you. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't cut it. Just let it be. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, who wants to go next? I will. I'll go for it. That. Um. I'm looking at my list here, and there's way more than five. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but um, again, no particular order. Um, Catholic guilt, talking fake. Oh, yes, my first one, and I'm really disappointed because that um, behind Grimms and Ice shows they played. It was the only track, and their newest track, and they didn't play it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we were surprised at that. Although we thought it was our fault because we put them, they put counterfeit guitars in because we played it on the show. So who knows? <laughs> A good pick. Actually, I might omit this one because it'll come back later when we talk about. Are we still doing the our release of the year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Then I will omit. I'll omit this one. Um, the next one then will be Wild Heart, uh, Solid Rock, and Sacred Ground. Oh, yes. oh that, yeah. Nice. That, yeah, that's a, there'll Great be dumb ones in our list. Yeah. Um, just both those releases are insane, and to cover a song like um like solid rock and still change it so much, but have it still so recognizable. Like they did an immaculate job on that. Mm. Was it you Trent saying that the, the current live did you do us came in and did the, did you? Oh, yeah. Of the, of um, Goanna. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's on that song playing did you do? Yeah. And nice. so is um Amy from Future Amy. Static. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huge. Awesome. I, um, I got to see them do it live this year, which was pretty good. That was a good gig as well. Future <laughs> Static and, and Wild Heart one. It was, they came down. It was yeah, really good. Um, number three, Antiskeptic, Young Hearts. Oh. oh. And Trash. they just released a new track on Friday too that I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. It's as catchy as the other one. It's It's got one of those sing-along choruses and everything. And it's, yeah, it's really good. It, it's one of the albums I'm really hyped for. Mm. Oh, yeah. um, like we were talking to Sean. And just everything he's told us about, I'm like, yes, I need this in my hands, like, yesterday. Yeah. They they called out Fallout Boy recently, uh, sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing, but uh, didn't they call out Fallout Boy for ripping off one of their songs? I didn't listen to that shit. I I saw it, and I meant to go back and look at it. Yeah, I didn't listen to it either. I sort of took their word for it, but... uh, Do you think we have a case here? Yeah. (laughs) They might owe you a sandwich. It did say it did sound like they were wanting to parlay it into a oh, yeah. uh, good things slot. Uh, <laughs> Makes yeah. sense. Which could I'd happen. Go for anti skeptic at good things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, what uh, number four. Uh, motion below. Like everything they put out. Uh, but the uh, the song that mainly sticks out for me is "Color in the Gray." It just feels particularly genuine coming from Tom. Mm. Um. Like I know they did. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of the song was now. Fast tracking my collapse, um, which is a lot heavier and a lot faster. But something about color in the gray just resonates with me. Mm. Good pick. And um, I think the last one I'll talk about is the uh, the Terra final EP. Yeah, that was, I've still got to uh, listen to that. I I keep on um, meaning to, but um, yeah, it's good. It's it's very good and it's a very good time capsule of everything Terra has done as a band. Mm. Um, like if you've liked Terra at one point in their career but not in another, there is something in that EP for everybody. Mm. Yeah, another band that we sort of forget has been going for a very long time. Yeah, well, yeah. 
It was like 10 years, right? Nine, 10 years. It was close to that, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They were the first band that we ever had in on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was so disappointed. I couldn't be at that final show. Mm. Oh, damn. I forgot you went there. Damn. Well, it was good. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds like the, I think, weren't the remaining members looking to yep. do something together? They- Anyway. Yeah, oh, well, not Darcy. So Darcy's got his own thing going on. Oh, wait. No, I think I've said it out loud anyway. Who nope. cares? It can be blamed. <laughs> and then the other members are doing something with the drummer from Maisie, which was one of the bands that actually played on that on their on their um show, that final sure, show. Yeah. Um, and they were looking for a singer of uh, female-esque. Nice. So, who knows? Terra Mark II, whatever. Who yeah. Knows? 2.0. Yeah, electric boogaloo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. So they're all they're all around. Obviously, Cassie's you know bowed out and stuff like that. But um, the rest of the members are also yeah, definitely still doing still stuff. Still keen to play, yeah. And yeah. um, honorable men- honorable mention because it technically came out last year, but it was in like the last week of last year. Mm. But the Go Seeker EP. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So good. Um. So uh, I'll, I'll go next tape. Yeah, I'll go only because I'll <laughs> I'll speed through this because Mitch already said two of mine. But I'll, I'll I'll start off no particular order as usual. I'll start off with uh, Firestorm, da- uh, Darkness Calls. Jesus, because um, man, those guys are great. It's good to actually have them release something finally on Spotify. Um, I really like the guitars. If you haven't heard of them, just them, metal. Out. Just metal. Yeah, yeah. it's just guitars and solos and stuff. Pretty much. Mm. It's um, where they're from? Was it Red? Uh, Broken Hill. Broken Hill. Yeah. So we got to play with them at Shark Fest and they were they were sick and we came kind of all right friends with them. You still talk to them, don't you, uh, Trent? Sometimes. Oh, every now and again, yep. That's yeah. just musical stuff, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, they were really good guys, really good sound. It was cool to hear one of the tracks and it's sick, so check that out. Um I had Young Hearts and Skeptic after that, same as Mitch. I mean, he he said it all, I can't really say too much. It's a great song, could sing mm-hmm. along. Um, once again, next one was uh the Sacred Ground uh um, take a grand thing. Sorry, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Wild Heart, the Solid Rock Take a Grand thing. Um, split one, sick. I mean, how can you not get behind that? I love that song by Goanna, and it's just those chugs just bop my head. Yeah. I put that. I reckon that we'll come to it, but that, that will have to be somewhere in my Spotify rap when we, we give our uh, opinions about them later down. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a good song. Uh, Lost Souls, Childhood Died. <laughs> oh, there's I mean, one that we can't talk as much about, but definitely people should check out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a whole story to that. There's a whole page and a, a, was it? Um, what can we talk about? It basically um, a cartoon band is the yeah, pretty you know, much kind of like the Gorillas or Death Clock. Um, that's basically the gist of it. They're, they're very yeah, right. at the moment. But, not um, not gonna give you too much away, but uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, just definitely listen to. Oh it. yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's great. And um. Yeah, you uh, my, like it, Mikey. Yeah, you will. Um, I'll come back to this again at, at some point, but um, Renormalizer Call EP was is <laughs> yep. fantastic. What an, um, what an EP. Like, I just, don't know much, much more you can say, but just listen to it because it's there's heavies, there's some cool you know, mistakes, synthy stuff. But it's the, the mix now they've got Nick doing uh, backing vocals, the screams of the highs and the lows, and he's doing cleans with him. It's just... It's so solid. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, it's a fantastically produced written EP. So, yeah, yeah. wicked. Great. Uh, I think, uh, was that all of yours, Hayden? Yeah, that was was my phone. Yeah, sweet. 
On to you, Trent. Um, well, let's have a look. We'll go with the uh I guess the, the Jurassic Park EP in general. Nice. Um, yes. The whole thing is good. I uh, Back Down is probably I reckon it's my favorite song on that album, but they're all heavy really good. Right. Yeah. yeah, so Compound Fracture was the album. They worked with um Alan Day from Four Years Strong on it. And like yeah. literally you start hearing like, oh yeah, there's these little things and you know, there's breakdowns now in it and stuff like that though. Um, and obviously with the addition of Elise now, um, it sort of just you know left lift, lifted them to their next level live and you know, obviously in the studio as well. It's really good. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I've I haven't listened to the full record, but uh, the the singles I've heard are fantastic. Yeah, it's it's all quality. Yeah, really good, really good evolution from them. Just going on from that, then similar vein is "Excuse for an Exit." Your villain, <laughs> beauty. Great song, catchy as hell. Great music clip. The video clip is cool. It's got like Coach Catatelli's the judge yeah. in it, and um, Brenton from Catholic Gill, and a bunch of people. If you know, they're all in the video clip and stuff like that. But it's a really catchy song. Mm. Um, yeah, that was. I know they released another one as well. Um, Be mine or not, or whatever though. But I think this one was better. Yeah, um, and I know they've got some more singles coming out too in the new year, which will be good. It they is also a great played clip. last night for the. Uh... They did, and they won. Oh, they won. They yes. Won. Oh, great. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, in, they're into the finals. They're still a final, sadly. Um, but they won by two votes, apparently. Um, and so they're in, in through the finals to play at um, good good things. Good things, yeah. That would so, be sick. Yeah. Really hope those guys win it. They're definitely... I mean, I don't, who who are they versing? Or is it just another oh, well, heat? I don't know because that was, that was the first heat. So I don't know who the right. other... I assume there's... Well, the, there was three bands, I think, that night. So let's say there's two more heats and something like that, though. So Fing- Fingers crossed. Yeah. Mm. Um, what else we got? Oh, yes. Well, we talked about it before. Quarterform. They released their EP... Two yes. weeks ago, I think it was now, a week or so ago. Um, I think Harvey Dent is the standout Harvey Dent's a great song, yeah. I, I, um, I was speaking to James and Liam, I think the day it came out, that Friday night, it was Liam's birthday. He's like, oh, what's your favorite song? I'm like, I think it's still Harvey Dent. Like, they're all good. But I just think that that Harvey Dent song is, is the one that uh, sort of just, I, I just like it. It's catchy as hell, though. But um, Yeah, it's the, a banger. The EP is called Growth and Despair. Um, it only goes for 18 minutes. It's the best. <laughs> I can listen, listen to it on the way home from work. I'm like, that was easy, quick, quick listen. It was really good. Yeah. Um, well, same band as I talked about last year that released another one this year. Make Them Suffer, Ghost of Me. Great song. Yes. Continue on from Doom Switch. Doom Switch my song of the year. Um, yeah, like this is just the same thing, but you know, better. There's, there's more Alex screams, plus you got your cool synths and the catchy riffs, like they are amazing. Like whenever I, I think they're gearing up for some sort of release probably next year, but whenever this all drops, it's going to be ridiculously good. Like that'll be my album of the year next year if it comes out. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And I think Alex coming on board, like big shoes to fill with Booker because Booker was such a, um, a huge part of their sound and she's just come in and, and like they haven't missed a beat. Like she's just such a great addition to that band and like, just oh, takes them so well. We- we talk about how like they've grown in general. Like we, I saw them with um, Spirit Box at the start of the year, and it was my first time seeing it with Alex again. I'm like, this is awesome! Like they're really killing it. And now you look there; they've been on tour in America and Europe right now, and you know they're coming back for for good things and stuff like that. Though, but like, what a huge year for them! Like mm-hmm. just you know starting off like that and just yeah, it's just going that's, up and up. It's awesome. That's probably my um, most anticipated thing to see because I haven't seen 
makes it suffer since she's joined. And yep. I've always been when you guys were down the city fans, I was a massive makes them suffer fan. Yeah. At the Does same she use time. the uh the guitar live? Yes. Oh, and yeah, and like some of it's all sitting down, and at the end of some song, she grabs it and they're doing the moshing out together, like the three yeah. two guitars. Yeah, and that's her. Sick. She's, she's doing like da like walking around a bit with it. Like not a lot, but there is bits where she takes it and puts it on as the guitar as well, though. So it's pretty sick. That's sweet. I love that. Such a cool, cool instrument. <laughs> yes. Um, and my no, well, not my number one, but my my last one, which will probably lead into something else I'll talk about in, in a sec. Anyway, is uh, Future Static. It's hard to pick, but I was gonna, the Gasolina cover yes. was. Um, like, I don't know. If, I don't know if it is the best song, like because um, yeah, there's you know the, there's, the, the film clip and everything with it. Yeah, it's the whole so thing openly, around it. Yeah. I guess is what's got me. That it's just like yeah. the song is like, what the hell? They're covering this, but it totally works for them. Um, like Roach Queen came out as well, and that's really good. But like, I think just the surprise of like, hey, this cover actually works, and a lot of people are into it, and I think it helped them a lot. Sort of, you know, they, reject. They just up. dropped a new song as well, didn't they? They literally just did. Yes, today. Yeah. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, yesterday, today, yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it debuted last night. So yeah, chemical. Yeah, lobot- yeah, chemical a- lobotomy. Yeah, I've heard. I heard a bit of it on the way home. It's it's pretty. It's pretty good. It has a bit of an um. Older sound to it with some of the guitars. Still awesome screams and cleans though. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So good. That's mine. Oh, well done, guys. That's a really good list. I'll, I'll have to uh, check out some of the ones you mentioned that I hadn't heard of. Um, what was the first one you mentioned, Hayden? Was it Firestorm? Firestorm? Firestorm, yeah. Yeah. Brand new. Yeah, sounds great. Well, we're going to move into my favorite segment. Uh, it's always <laughs> the most controversial one. But, uh <laughs> We're gonna you're move like, into... You're like, I've got something good. Like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Drum roll. Yeah. Well, we're gonna move into underrated, overrated, and uh, my take this year is probably gonna piss an equal amount of people off. Maybe I don't know. I, well, I don't, I know, don't where... know. Mine was pretty bad last year that people messaged me about it. What was oh. your one again? I can't remember. My chemical romance being overrated. Oh yeah, Ooh. that was easily the most controversial take. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, if anyone's not familiar from last year, we give something that's underrated and something that is overrated. Um, so yeah, uh, Hayden's example of My Chemical Romance last year um, definitely <laughs> ruffled some feathers. Um, I think mine did as well. I think someone told me after they listened to the show, they'd be like, what's your fucking problem? Like, the, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was bad omens. And uh, yeah, yep. people uh, froth bad omens, but they suck. Newsflash. So... <laughs> anyway, well, so thing, what do you got for about, us this year? The thing is, though, about being overrated doesn't mean they're bad. You just think they're overrated, though. They're bad. Although I think Mike and the Caramets is bad. But you know, <laughs> he's literally, Mike is literally saying they are bad. But yeah. Like you said, anyway, in some sense, it's like, yeah, they are overrated. They're not as good as the hype is, though. So. Yeah, no. Yeah, I shouldn't say bad because they're not bad. They're just like ripping off Bring of the Horizon. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'll start with mine. Um, maybe we'll start off with a positive one. Uh, so underrated, I had uh, comfy shoes at gigs, even if they're not <laughs> cool. Um, so I noticed, especially at that Behind Crimson Eye show, uh, my sort of my Nike SBs aren't really cutting it in terms of standing up for hours at a time anymore. Um, I'm getting older, so I was thinking, you know. Maybe I need to invest in some sketches. I mean, I'm a married man. I don't have to worry about impressing people anymore. Coming. Yeah. Get that get that dad style, that dad vibes going. We got yeah. some biscuit. Dad, get those dad uh, vibes going. You gotta get yourself a good pair of vans, man. That's what I got. 
Yeah, I think I need like I I'm getting to that point where I'll I need like arch support and and stuff like that. <laughs> it's, just just put some yeah, just put some you know, cool inner soles in your your whatever buns and you'll still be fine. Yeah. Yeah, true. Well, so yeah, there we go. I'm considering get, getting some sketches for shows and I don't care if anyone laughs at me because I need to be comfortable now at this point in my life. So at least you're not wearing Crocs. Yeah. True. So yeah, that's my underrated comfy shoes at gigs. Uh, where do you guys sit on that? I uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely fine. It's about time you realized it. Yeah, we need to get uh, helmets for Haiti. So uh, <laughs> no, just one of those ones with the boxes where the padded thing. Yeah, no, the foot one, of the footy ones, like uh, Daniel's. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. Because I, I look, I'm going to put myself into the corner here. It's not the first time I've been bad. I walked out of bullet for my Valentine cast once years ago. Actually, Brian Crimson, I supported him. Oh, God, I've seen a pattern here. <laughs> yeah, and who played at Taste of Chaos? Did Brian Crimson I, was, no, I, didn't, I didn't do my knee that year. That was the year after with um, that one Yeah, Yeah, that one. Yeah, right. So my overrated, um, I've built it up enough. Oh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drum roll. Uh, so my overrated is Beartooth. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Is, well, I would, I would. That new album's pretty overrated. I was like, is this, is this a newer thing, or is this a just in general the whole entire catalog and everything, just the whole thing, or is it just recent? So I've always known they've existed, but there, there were, and this is similar to me picking Bad Omens last year. I've just noticed a lot of people talking them up, and I just think they are so fucking mid. I mean, it's like quasi-heavy music for people who don't like heavy music. Sort of like, you know, oh, you're like you're like a day to remember, but like also like Avril Lavigne. Then uh, yeah, Beartooth is the band for you. <laughs> this is gold. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Beartooth. I I even I even thought like I'm gonna listen to him before the show just so I can be confident sure. in my take here. And yeah. yeah, it is fucking trash. They are trash. Their new album is pretty average. Like yeah. that's, there's definitely some older stuff that is really good. Mm. Um, I've, I've, you know, I like a few of their, like one or two of their albums and it's not bad, but um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize they were that like, well, it's definitely up. on the part of that, that album really hit it on the nail of that, um, that description. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's like an album for the tradies, you know, you know, the <laughs> tradies who like just discovered mean- their first band, like, like, Oh, you know, I, I really, don't mind Amity Affliction, so let's give Bear to I was, was going to say yeah, you made six. Next one, yeah. yeah, he made uh, six as well. That, so. that, that's, you know, I feel that's on that same pile a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah, fuck Beartooth. Wow. I feel bad because uh, <laughs> I saw them earlier this year. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm well, supporting. I'm not I mad. I'm just disappointed. I didn't pay to see them. I got given a free ticket. <laughs> You've been to a lot of free shows this year, Mitch. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> we don't talk about Fire Club. <laughs> Not watching that, so you know. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's my underrated and overrated for the year. Uh, who wants to go next? I will go next because cool. <laughs> I'm good with this. Um, well, one we already talked about. My underrated, and we talk about this a bunch on the on the show, um, is Earthcaller. In oh, the census, but in 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 Australia, Australia. Yeah. like they have gone this year twice to Europe and the UK, and they play massive rooms, sold out, all this sort of stuff, like everywhere. And then they come to Australia, and they like they and not that they're not 
big here. Like they're just not as big as I reckon they could be mm. as they are like overseas. They are just huge. You know, they, oh. they love them over there. And I just think I hear like, they're just a little underrated. People just haven't quite got on board with how good of a band they are. Give it, mm. give it, give it time. But you Absolutely. are right, though. But and it's, it's gotten better. But like, yeah, it's just sort of like, yeah, I just sort of thought, well, at the start of the year, compared to now, like you know, they've they've, they've gotten bigger and, and, and solidified their sound. Yeah, exactly, mm. solidified their sound though, so they are a bit more you know recognized. But I just feel like yeah, they're that band that's just so much bigger. When you see how big they are overseas, mm. and that they, they don't sort of get the same response here, it's like, but why? Like they're awesome. They've been away from. They've been around forever. Like they played the first Unify. Mm. So like they you know, and they've had different lineup changes and issues and blah blah blah. But like the, how they are right now, the last two years, how they've grown, mm. they are yeah completely underrated. People should check them out more. I agree. Overrated. Some I'm people listening to this. will already know who the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> and I gave it a chance. Even <laughs> fucking sleep token. Oh no! <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is this? What is this one? What is this shit? And why do so many people in our heavy scene dig this? <laughs> It's auto-tuned rap shit that has a breakdown in it every now and again. And I even like, I, I just like, I heard little bits. I'm like, I don't dig this. Don't care. Don't care. Fuck it. I'll listen to that new album. I, I skipped most of the songs. Um, I skipped half of half the songs. It was just like, oh yeah, hey, this is cool. And it's like, and I was like, what is this Post Malone shit? Like, <laughs> I don't get it. I do not wow. get why people froth this band so much the only thing i can i can give them credit for is that in this day and age they can still remain anonymous mm, that's like, a good point no one knows who they are everyone knows who ghost even is now that was the big one for ages but no one knows who they are and that's awesome on them like they they do that really well musically it's just trash <laughs> it's controversial i mean i will yes. say i like sleep token but i do think that maybe People are going a bit too crazy about them. Overrated. And I mean, the, the whole, like, everyone commenting worship on everything is, is pretty cringy as well. Like, the, the this, cultish. This is my point. You know, if it was just, oh, here's that band. Like, I don't overly, like, bring me the horizon, but I get why they're big. And it's like, yeah, cool, whatever. Overrated? No, nah, maybe not. But mm. Sleep Taken, I don't get <laughs> the huge amount of hype for them. Yeah. Where they're, like, the best band in the world. So, no, they are not. Especially, like. <laughs> A band like Bring Horizon, who set a path and evolved and changed and did all their stuff, they they made their hard yard in the mm-hmm. metal community at the start and then kind of did what they're doing now. So mm-hmm. Token came out of nowhere and they, they are who they are. I just think why the heavy scene likes them so much. Like there is very little. You listen to the album, there's five minutes total of heavy music. Mm. And it's like, well, why... Are you all in it so much? Is it an ironic thing? And you all just did it? Like, you know, last year's, last year's one, Electric Callboy. Is it like, well, you know, we're just going to be ironic and like this band? You just nodded on the joke trend. Like, I think you're the only one who doesn't know. Like, I know. I had this conversation with someone a bunch and they're just like, mm, and I was like, well, that's cool. This is like the Whatever. Truman Show, but it's like with bands. Like, you're just like, sort of like, just not sure what's going on. I'm not going to go as far as Mikey's comment as like, fuck you if you like a sleep token. <laughs> that might have been a bit harsh. But uh, <laughs> it's implied. <laughs> just get over it. It's They're not that good. I love it. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing the comments on this when people listen. Oh, I know, yeah. Send them my way, man. It's fine. I'm sending them my way. Yep. It's all good. 
get your torches and pitchforks and go to Trent's place. <laughs> I'll dox we'll him too. We'll turn up the station one day and the station will be on fire. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, we walk out, we go to go home, and there's a mob, literally a flash mob with torches. It's <laughs> just that scene from the Simpsons movie. Worship, worship, worship. <laughs> yeah, they'll all be in those weird masks and shit that they wear. All, like, all dressed up as the guys from Sleep 2. Or the yeah. guys or girls, we don't know. Heaps. Love it. Heaps. Um, oh, very good. What about you, Hayden? Uh, my overrated, which I thought for years, I, I, I've liked one or two songs, but that's about it. Fallout Boy, ironically. I Over think it. I like overrated i i think at this point now i've i've just gone you know what i just i can only listen to these two songs and that's it and i just i don't understand <laughs> for an, for an emo your last two ones have been digging really into the emo bands here yeah, yeah, you know, remember, my chemical romance uh, and this year's fallout boy <laughs> but i'm an elder emo i listened to refused who was from the 90s so elder elder emo yeah yes yeah. <laughs> we call yeah. that ancient yeah <laughs> i only listen to like rites of spring you know like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god thrice yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree uh, with you. I think Fallout Boy. Like they, they have good stuff, but like I've, I know that pop punk kind of sound, but I just, I'd never got some of it. It just, I, I literally played along for so long, going, yeah, I like this song as a kid. I'm like, you know what? I don't care anymore. It's just, I can't listen to some of their songs. Mm. So, um, that's my overrated. My underrated is actually um, an international um, cowboy jump shit. Never heard They're of last. Yeah, cabin, cabin boy jump ship. There's um, I'm the album name now because it's that's what happened. That's like me. a very like transcore band name. Are they? Yeah, yeah, and, and, it is a little bit. Ship. Yeah, they, they are a little bit got some synthy stuff in it, but they get some brutal, brutal low guttural screams sometimes, and it's just really nice. They've got the the drummer that's a clean singer and a front um harsh vocalist and it's just i don't know it's just a really cool mix that the last album was a pretty good flow for me my particular standout on that's called demons and i listened mm. to it it just hit me really hard in the feels of the lyrics as well yeah so, nice if you had a chance to listen to that because yeah i really enjoy that is it sort of like the browning um not as heavy it's okay. more on that metal it's definitely the uh, electronic core though mm. yeah it's more the yeah electronic core on the side but like um i'm trying to think more so all right, there's a lot of bands similar, but I just mm. yeah. I just like the way they go about it. Very good. I think uh, your last, Mitch. What do you got? Both of mine are going to be interesting because I haven't really had a lot of chance to uh, to think about this. <laughs> but I think my underrated, and this may not actually count, but um, Sookie Lounge as a venue. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, it gets with their a new lot drive through. Of- <laughs> I, I know who did that too um yeah but um incredible yeah no venue. just as a as a venue yeah it gets its um its share of big acts but i'd really like to see it put on some smaller stuff it was really cool to see when um break stuff played and we had once we're <laughs> yeah. lost um Atriox and outer worlds exactly yeah that was, like, it was really was cool, cool to see that small those smaller bands playing hmm it was a, it was and it was full. It yeah. was a really full. It was, it was full it was from long. the start. Every band yes. had massive crowds. Yeah, nice. I think I saw Ocean Grove there last time, and I, I mean, Ocean Grove always sounds good no matter what. But I just couldn't believe the sound they got out of that room. Like not like. Boom, it doesn't echoing, look like, like it could. That was yeah. a good gig. Yeah. Mm. So, it does, yeah. You got walk in there. It doesn't look like you got to have a, a fantastic time with sound, but it just produces it so well. Yeah, it works mm. well. 
it, it does suck. I don't know whether, because I haven't seen this on any major news site yet. But to anyone that, ha- that has been to Suki, somebody drove through the window what? on Saturday yeah. night. Really intentionally. Oh, was it there intentionally? Were- yep, oh, it, yeah, was it was intentionally. intentionally. There Probably were don't three- need to go into it too much. but No, but this is the, this is the amazing part. So the person deliberately drove through the window, aiming Jeez. to hurt somebody. There were 300 people in the building that night. Not what? a single person was hurt. Oh that's, oh, that's lucky, but still, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. What's the motive here? Or can we not talk about it? I will we might send talk you some messages yeah. later. Yeah. We'll take we'll it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Mitch. But, um, yeah, just like, plus it's their, uh, it's Suki's 10-year anniversary this weekend. This weekend, too. Yeah. Oh, Suki, uh, Ocean Grove is playing again this Friday night. night. So they'll be able to get it all fixed. The damage it's not- already it's already boarded up and fixed. Like I was yeah. there last night. Um, they immediately opened, but just the fact that someone went and did this for what has been a staple of not just the the metal or alternative scene, but the the local to our area oh, music industry for the like last said, ten plus years. We've gone to see not- bigger bands. We didn't have to go to the city to see like while she sleeps. Yeah, we just yeah. went up there to see them. And in Hearts mm-hmm. Wake, didn't have to go to the city to see the them. The as well. Yeah. But going yep. going off our scene, you're talking about a, a venue that we need to support regardless. It's not only a scene for our our particular scene, but they run it as a nightclub as well. So it's it's a venue for people in the hills in general. It's mm-hmm. a very big community based venue. And that's yeah, you're right. When you're saying it's overrated, I think that's in, in regards to everything. Underrated, um, yes. Un- underrated. Underrated. <laughs> underrated. Yeah, I think it's underrated in regards to like the community basis in general. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I um, feel terrible for him. But hopefully, it's not too much money to I mean, fix. We used to go when it was still called Ruby, so we've been. <laughs> yeah, <those are> the <laughs> Again, I'm too young for that. Uh, sorry, Richard. It was in nappies back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, my overrated it's not really mine but it's something a friend of mine said recently and I kind of agree with it it's being in the pit for like stadium shows mm. yeah, yeah I remember hearing this conversation the other day yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of feel you on this yeah, yeah. I mean, depends on the spe- band but yeah I don't know I just can't see it at shows like you know I like to be able to move around so it goes back like, to Mikey's point about uh, comfortable shoes though so yeah, but also, like, it's been the last year or so, less and less people want to move at those kind of shows. Mm. Yeah. Um, And I don't know whether the reason I'm agreeing with it is just that the last few shows I've gone to see at big venues have been more performance-oriented than let's beat the crap out of each other in the pit oriented. You, you did go mm. and see Earth Call the other night where they did Wall of Death, right? Yeah, but that, that was... <laughs> the the forum I, isn't a stadium building. Oh, but, okay. But, yeah. but even staying that, Trent, like, me who loves being in that and moving around, I did the Wall of Death because they called for it and then I was back watching them. It didn't die. Oh. I was impressed. <laughs> it did well. Ralph and I were sitting there going, is he going to come back? Well, yeah. He didn't last time. <laughs> Structural integrity of, of Hayden's head remained which is good that's what we like to hear <laughs> yeah no i definitely feel you I, sometimes it can be i don't know like you you don't want to step on people's toes you don't want to you know, get it, it it seems more harsher at a big venue like that like that than that kind of your sound wavy download kind of yeah. night and uh, day all those big kind of outdoor festivals it's always a bit different than you have nowhere to go really and i'm 
I know it's weird me saying this, but I agree with Mitch as well. Like when me and Trent go to shows like that, when we went and saw Underoath and Amni and Crossfaith, I went down just to get the feel of, you know, closer to it. But I, I didn't even want to be in it. It's just, it just, it's a different feeling. Yeah, we stayed it- back in the sound desk the whole time, just enjoying the show. People have a tendency of either going, I have more space, let's see how many people I can take out and do karate ah. with, yeah, or mm. they're not going to move at all. And in either scenario, I would rather be not up in seating, but up in an area where I can at least see what's going on. Yeah. I think that's why we stayed away at Unify a lot of the times as well. We just stayed on the hill chilling watching. Or at the sound desk. Yeah, it's a good point. Don't want to be starting that at like the Paul McCartney concert or anything like that, do you? <laughs> I'm no, I'd almost pay to see I'd, that. I'd love to open up a pizza head, dude, though. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> open this shit up. <laughs> ah, very good, guys. Uh, I think that's everyone, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, lovely. Really good. Uh, I'm loving the controversial takes again this year. Um, it's always a good talking point for next year as well. So, yeah, if you're in any of these bands we we called overrated, uh, do just do better, I guess. Yeah, like, stop being so shit. Yeah, <laughs> come, come give us shows and for free to try and prove us wrong. But also take off your mask, coward. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's Portso's not even sometimes the band that she like you like Beartooth, but I'm like it's mine's like even the Sleep Token fans like why yeah. he's frothing it so much like yeah. it's not good. It's a bit cringy. I I, yeah. Anyway. I get that. Like, like I said, like I don't think Full Out Boy is bad. I just don't think they're just overrated. Yeah, I just didn't think, think they're that good. Yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, uh, just a couple more to wrap it up, but uh, I guess we we'll have to crown a release each that is our Aussie release of the year. Um, there's already been a ton of amazing stuff that's come out this year, but uh, yeah, I guess we can only pick one. So uh, I'll start my release of the year. It's got to be Closure and Moscow Soft Hell. Oh, my God. What an album. Um, I'm going to go for a run after we finish recording this, and I'm just going to bump it start to finish. So nice. congratulations, Closure and Moscow. You are my nice. winner of the year. Hey, Mikey, do me a favor. After your son's born, tell me you're still going for runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I'm going to manage that anymore, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Just strap no, no, it in the chest. <laughs> Actually, why didn't I do that? Because yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah, no. Also, my That's son's heavy. Awesome. Uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, well, um, it's it's not out yet, but everything that has come out off it so far has Damn been it. absolutely incredible. Don't <laughs> future static. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, that it's was the- on my list. Like last year, I talked about how I'd ordered this album on vinyl and this album on vinyl. So far, this is the only album on vinyl I have ordered all year. So, um, really keen for this to come out. (laughs) Nice. Good answer. Well, we already know trends. No, mine was going to be that, that was going to be my one. Like, my actual one is that's been released is Earthcaller. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's that. That's my top, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is my one of the year. But then also, it will. I have a feeling get trumped by Future Static because, to Mitch's point, everything that's come out is just awesome. Yeah. So it can't mm. it it can't not be good mm. with the amount of quality that's come out of this. And just 
seeing that band in general. For sure. Yeah, I think we're um, having that kind of bond on the show. We kind of, our differences show a lot, but we also have common ground with a lot of things. I think that's why when you get to this point, I'm, the, I'm feeling pretty much the same. Earth Girl was always going to be my top, but I'm, I'm keen to hear the rest of what comes out from this study. Lovely. Yeah. Unanimous. So uh, one of the last questions, um, got to predict your number one artist on Spotify route this year. Um, now, Where should blow dead ends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, probably not as well. I don't think I've played it as much this year. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's a, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good point. Cause we, we probably have to give an artist and a song cause that's how the, the format is. But um, who wants to go first? Uh, oh well, I I actually think it would be that uh, Camboy Jumpship Demons, that particular nice. song. I think I've played the crap out of it this year, and if it's not, it'll be a Silver Scene song mm. of some particular. I've listened to like the albums multiple times, so I don't know which one it would be. So. Awesome. What about you, Mitch? Um, I don't think I can really name a single song as my top song. I think there's going to be a lot of gloom in there. Mm. Um, that was my album of last year. Um, but I think something that is going to sit, um, stick out is a band I found back in August called Not Enough Space. Oh, okay. how good. Um, and I think you should go check these guys out, Mikey, because yeah, you the them. first time I heard this band, I'm like, what the hell? Terra broke up like three months ago. <laughs> did they release a new song? And by the time I finished that sentence, I'm like, no, they did not, because they dropped the most brutal screams. screams. Okay. And so, um, I'll, I'll send you through the song. I'm intrigued. This vocalist is identical to Cassie. Wow. Clean sense. Are they Australian? Uh, no, they're not. They're Swedish, I think. Oh, makes sense. Hang on. I'll give it. No, why would why would they tell you where they're from on Spotify? <laughs> uh, potentially the US, though. Actually, okay, yeah, I thought, cool. I thought it was the US. I thought it was like somewhere central. Oh. Is that weird? You know, um, I reckon if it won't be something new, it actually is my number one. It'll be you know Lip Biscuit again or something like that. But up okay. there on there from new stuff will be um Quarterform like Dreamland or Harvey Dent. I reckon. And it's not oh. like it just it just seems to be in a lot of playlists I listen to, and I reckon I'm just like you know what I think I've listened to that song a lot, just you know, since it came out, and like because I think Dreamland was the first one that came out. I reckon it might be definitely up there on my list. That's that's a good point. I totally forgot. I've listened to a lot of um, Inferiority Complex this year as well. Ah, nice. Wicked. All right. Yeah. Well, um, I think. Mine would likely be Hellions. I think I went back and went through another massive Hellions phase. I sort of tend to go back and forth, you know, listening to all the albums. They're just fantastic. So I think Hellions, uh, Hellions, if you're out there, please do more stuff. I have. Someone said that the other day, actually. What happened to Hellions? Because, like, they played night and day, and I feel like there's it's been nothing ever since, and that's, like, almost two years, yeah? To be fair, yeah. it hadn't been oh, much from them before that too. Yes, that's like for at least about yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, I did speak to a couple of people. Um, I won't name him on the show, but he mentioned that he uh, bumped into one of the guys at a um, supermarket, and they said they um, had recorded stuff and weren't quite happy with it. And yeah, so no, they like, were having problems. Like I said, even that um, night and day set, there was. Two original members. There's only they're only playing as like a three piece, and even then, I think it was 
yeah, there was there was something else going on there as well. The, the reason why they weren't, and there was just a bit of like, yeah, inner turmoil. I think that left them with only three people left, and yeah, I think that might have spilled over into the rest of this. Whatever's happening now. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're out there, Hellions, come back. I miss you. I need more. Uh, that would be amazing. Um, I think my my top song on Spotify wrapped. You know, I'm going to go old school here, but I've been like listening to you know Gorilla Radio from Rage, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have for some reason I just have had that. Like I'll play it every day on my drive home. It's wow. just like you know trying to get through traffic at the traffic lights, stop and start. It's annoying, and I feel like Gorilla Radio is just like the perfect song for that. Um, is is a classic. Yeah, absolutely. absolute classic. Um, another band, if you're out there, come back. We miss you. I'm actually a bit worried about my um, wrap-up this year because since the Sing Sparrow stuff put out the Under Oath and, <laughs> and Silverstein, have you heard the Sing Sparrow stuff, Marky? No. What's, you, what's you that? You should get into it being a new father. You will know this very soon. If not, I'll, I'll send you the link for the Spotify. It's pretty much – they've got, I think uh, – Silverstein. He's been doing it for Andrew, years. Like, so many. Mayday Parade. It's pretty much lullabies in your favorite songs. Oh, no. I ha- I have heard about this. I haven't listened to any of the songs because I assumed it would suck, but uh, it's, no, it's, it's the, good. It's, I, I, it's, I, I end up singing to the Silverstein one. I used to put it on for my son to try and get him to sleep or in the car coming him down when we were on trips to try and get him to doze off. Yeah, so I'm sitting nice. there si- si- singing my heroine in lullaby. It's it's pretty good. The only trick is not to try and fall asleep yourself, but it's, yeah. it's something you should get onto once once you um yeah child's born then. So yeah, good suggestion. My, my, I'm write that my fear my fear is it's going to be my top because I used to have it on my phone with the little speaker in his mm. room, and I just let it play on repeat. <laughs> so yeah. we could, I could have a lullaby for my top song. I wonder if my wife is going to be like, oh, this is like really nice. I want to hear like the original and then. You know, you put on something like Sound of the Sun by Silverstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. No, that's a that's good suggestions. Um, I think that's everyone, right? Everyone's predicted yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The nice interesting one. thing I found out the other day is that like apparently yours wrapped goes from January till November uh, till end of October or something like that. It doesn't even include December and even November, apparently. Okay. Really? So yeah, someone put it up the other day. So it's like it's only a ten month thing it, it counts so anything you listen to in the next two months doesn't count or doesn't go on to it essentially it doesn't even go come around next year either it's literally from january to like october or something that's weird okay. i think i thought it would it should have been like from december, december yeah well even if they did it like okay it finishes at november then it starts december though till the next year but apparently yeah november, november at least december yeah. doesn't even come into your it, they don't count it at all that's not good for mariah carey yeah, well, maybe that's Thankfully. why they just want to make sure. Yeah. It does. Well, all, all the shops put it on repeat on their Spotify computers, so it doesn't wrap up. Yeah, good point. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that's that's all we've got for this year. I guess that's a wrap on 2023. Uh, I know. What, what, a, what a full year. Yeah, it's been a good one. I think I was sort of thinking, because I haven't been to many shows, I was like, oh, I hope I have enough to talk about. But uh, no, it, it's definitely been a very full year. Um like just the local scene especially has really come through and mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing the changing of the guard, the passing of the torch, uh, all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024 and beyond. Um, what are you guys uh, hoping to see from the scene next year? Unify. 
I know it's not going to happen, but I'm. <laughs> you, but you said, yeah, you said hoping. I mean, the the relive. We're spoken about this before, and I think it's got to take a number of years to happen. The re revive of maybe all ages shows or day shows, oh, if only. Mm. Yeah, that's something I would like to see eventually come. I don't know if we'll see it next year. It's a hopeful thing, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a that's something I would hope to see as well. I I don't know. I don't know. There's like after Wrangler left, I thought that was, you know, the last sort of underage actual venue. venue. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe government needs to step in and fund a new one. Mm-hmm. So you know what I want to see? Four words. A day to remember. <laughs> That's why I waited. <laughs> Unify 2024. <laughs> I don't care where they are. I feel I like go. every year they're always like the top of the rumor mill for like the. Yeah, I, pro- I probably started. <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, now we know that there's been one there. We've spoken about this since we were in high school. I think me and you touched on it once, Mikey, possibly. Having a, a metal show at Caribbean Gardens would be pretty sweet. Well, Skrillex was there the other week. They had a, you know, a whole festival. So they are doing festivals there now, which is awesome. So why why not have a, a Southeast Eastern Suburb Festival there? Absolutely. Let's do it. I could, could pull it off. Like <laughs> oh no no we're, we're i'm retired <laughs> the return the resurrection yeah, of yesterday fest <laughs> yeah that was supposed to be an annual thing but uh yeah turns out it's it's <laughs> it's definitely harder than it sounds to put on mini fests as, as someone who tries to put on gigs once a month it's freaking hard yeah yeah, yeah for sure all right, guys. Well, uh, thank you very much again for joining me. Um, thank you for having us. Anytime, Mikey. Always good. My pleasure. And uh, for those wanting to check out the boys on the radio, uh, it's 97.1 FM, uh, not quite midnight on 3MDR. So definitely check out the show. These guys are always spinning, you know, the best the best tracks. And uh, well, you know. have to get you in again sometime, Mikey. Yes. Yeah, because I know I double booked myself last time you asked me. So um I'm definitely open to coming on the show if you'll have me. So, Always welcome. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you guys around. Later.